Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea and on YouTube at expandwithchelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. We have a very special episode today. This is a live coaching episode with my guest, Victoria. You're going to love it. We're talking all things stepping into your confidence. If you can't tell, this has been such a major theme lately is this theme of, okay, if I could just put myself out there, if I could just gain and gather up the confidence to put myself out there, then I really know that the needle would move. Then my business would take off my relationships would move forward, just so many things would shift and change. So today we're talking all things getting outside of your comfort zone. We are starting to really peel apart what is this anxiety that I'm feeling? Is it just the fear of change and the fear of the unknown? Or is it because this thing is not actually meant for me? We're talking about forming meaningful relationships and what a successful relationship even looks like. Side note, if you have not yet taken the time to sit down and write out what would a successful relationship look like to me. I think a lot of us, you know, we kind of think of a failed relationship if we broke up, split up, it didn't last very long, whatever it is. And in reality, every single time that we go through a breakup, we decide to go different routes with somebody, that's actually successful because you're standing in your power and you're saying, hey, this is what I need. This is what I want. And you're not settling. And that is huge. That is such a big win. That is success in my book. We're also talking about how to determine if the narrative that we're telling ourselves is actually true or not. And we're talking about opportunities for leaning into feminine energy and receiving and how those start to come up in social situations. So some updates before we go ahead and dive into the show. So I moved. Oh my gosh, I moved. And this was actually really eye-opening. Holy moly. This was really emotional. I was not expecting that. And it really just, for me, I realized how numb I had been to things for a couple of weeks. I think in my mind, I was like putting feeling off until I moved in. And then it just all hit me at once. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm starting over again. When I moved into my apartment, oh, this is so bad. Okay, so these apartments that I moved into, they're not very old. They're less than a year old. And when I got the keys, I walked in the apartment. It smelled so bad. It was like, you know, like that classic sweaty smell when you walk into a gym that like, yeah, like an older gym. It's just like really heavy sweat smell. I was like, no way. I was like, I can't live here. I can't do this. And totally had a meltdown. And I realized that it wasn't just necessarily that although I did let the manager know and she was like, okay, we're going to get the carpets cleaned again, so don't worry. And I've just had the windows open this entire time. I lit a lot of incense and a lot of candles and it's it's starting to dissipate. But, you know, for me, that was a really big eye-opener because I was like, all right, we've, uh, we've got some things to work on. And I've been thinking actually for a bit now, probably about a month, that I actually wanted to go back into brain rewiring. And for me, this was such an eye-opening moment that like, yep, it's time to die dive back in. So stay tuned for more details about that because I actually want to give you a chance to go through the brain rewiring process 
with me, it's going to be incredible. I can't wait to provide that accountability, that support. I'm so excited to go through the full entire thing for the second time because I feel like I really just pulled back a ton of layers and now I'm like, oh, okay, so these are the things that I actually want to work on. And this move really, really did peel back a lot of those layers. And I was like, all right, okay, we've got some things. And, you know, I think sometimes too, we need these kind of like big life-changing moments in order to like crack us. And again, it, like it wasn't just about the, the apartment. And I'm also moving into a studio, which is quite a bit smaller than what I've lived in in the last year or so. So, realized, oh my gosh, okay, I need to get rid of a lot more stuff. I need to get a storage unit. Like, I just can't have the clutter inside the apartment. So, it was just a really humbling experience to be like, okay, well, I have come a really long way. I've also got a long ways to go. And I don't think I would have realized that unless I had this experience. And I'm, yeah, I'm just really excited to dive back into the brain rewiring process again. It was so transformational the first time that I went through it. And I can only imagine that it's going to be tenfold this time. So stay tuned. Got exciting news for that. So without further ado, let's actually go ahead and get into this conversation with Victoria. I am so excited to have Victoria here with me today. We're going to do a live coaching session all about stepping into your confidence. So Victoria, go ahead and give us a little bit of background on you, where you're located, where you're at in your career, and what brings you to wanting some coaching on stepping into your confidence? Hey, Chelsea. Thanks so much for having me on here. Um, so I'm Victoria, and currently I reside in Seattle, Washington. I am... 35 and feel as though I'm just jumping into my career. Um, that's not something that I'm disappointed in necessarily because I've gotten to really live a lot of my um, early 20s, middle 20s, um, traveling the world, kind of figuring out what it is that I wanted to do and what I'm passionate about. Um, so I am currently finishing up a program in nutrition and dietetics, and I am working on my internship part of the program. So it takes, you know, a bunch of prereqs to get into a two years master master's program. And then after the master's program, we usually do, you know, an internship to be able to sit for our boards. Um, so that's kind of currently where I'm at with things. Awesome. Okay. So when it comes to, and we're, we're just going to dive right in. I mean, if anybody knows me, I don't really do small talk. So of course we're, we're going to go deep right away. But when it comes to this topic of confidence, when you think of confidence, what comes to your mind? This can be a person, it can be feelings, it could be literally anything. So when I think about confidence, I think about being able to just take up space and not necessarily, you know, space in a room or space around people, but just take up space in in your own life in a way that is productive and meaningful and, you know, brings a lot of joy to life. Um, and I also really look up to some people when I think about confidence, like I've had some um, people in my life who have just, I, they just walk into a room and they kind of own it. And it's, it's phenomenal to see because I definitely still have a lot of room um, to to work on with that. And so, yeah, I, I would love to become more confident. Love it. Okay. Uh, that was a, that was a really good description that you gave too. And I think that that's going to be 
very similar to the one that a lot of people might be thinking of in their heads. So the reason that I asked that is because oftentimes we have these like bigger concepts or ideas and we let them swirl around in our head and we never quite write them down. We don't make them concrete. So then it makes it really hard for us to work on those things. And you even said it when you were talking, it's this kind of owning it. So maybe what you think of also when you think of confidence related to that is ownership. Maybe it's mastery of a certain thing. So there can be these really supportive elements that go along with it that maybe we can start to step into and lean into those as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think something that I've really been kind of mastering and owning um, in terms of more confidence building just within my own relationship with myself is just this idea of um, being really mindful of where I'm at in the moment. So something I've been really practicing a lot lately is just doing these walking meditations and really just sitting with what it is in that moment and working through every process of that. And that's made me even more confident. Like last night, I was having a conversation with one of my girlfriends who's having a tough time right now um, with the breakup and some other things in life. And you know, I was able to walk her through some of these processes of like, um, is so she was having a lot of like battling within and all these feelings. And so something I did was, you know, let's think about the worst case scenario. And if you think about the worst case scenario and you sit with that and you continue to ask, is it true? Why is it true? And you, and it's this, you know, cyclical cycle of back and forth, back and forth. You eventually, you know, get to a point where, you're like, no, it's not true. And worst case scenario is not that bad. And so that's been really, I don't know, kind of something that I've been really proud of myself for doing. And then being able to see that I can reciprocate that too with friends or other tough times, if that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. I love that too. So I mean, what's really cool is that you're already on this journey to gaining more confidence. So what that kind of makes me wonder is, do you have an end point or end destination? You know, when is your, I know I've made it when this happens, or I act like this, or, you know, are you thinking of a certain event? What is that Victoria who is confident? What does that look like? Oh, man, that's, <laughs> that's a loaded question, but I love it. Um, well, I think, you know, I think something that I would imagine that I would be I would feel so proud of myself if I could walk into a room, say of 200 people someday, let's say that that happens again, post COVID. And I could give a talk about something related to something that I'm really passionate about, whether that's nutrition or whether that's climbing or whether that's not even necessarily climbing, but just helping people find sources of movement that they really love. Cause I think sometimes we get carried away with, Oh, exercise is this strenuous, really hard thing. But what I'm really trying to find people help people find is just this idea of like, what did you enjoy doing as a child and how can we incorporate that into your life? And so anyways, getting back to the question is I, I would be so proud of myself if I could walk into a room of 200 people and have a talk with them and not feel like I'm sweating or have shortness of breath because I will be honest with you it took me I don't know three at least three times to get through public speaking in college I remember being a super senior and taking having to take public speaking as my last kind of one of my last classes to graduate my undergrad mm -hmm. degree which is just it's crazy 
It can be. And I think, you know, I actually just read something the other day that said <laughs> even more so than death, people feared public speaking. So you're definitely not alone in that. A lot of people, you know, have a lot of anxiety and fear around public speaking. And I love, love, love that you picked something that a lot of people, I mean, yourself included, are so afraid of. I'm I'm afraid of that as well. But that's also one of my goals is like, these are things that I want to do because my mission is greater than my fear. And remembering that at the end of the day is that you were called to do something. You have these gifts for a reason and you need to be able to spread those to other people despite feeling anxious or scared. And, mm-hmm. you know, let's say we do, yeah, post, post-COVID, we, we are allowed to be in a room with 200 other people again. Let's say you do come around to that and you are feeling anxious before that. It's kind of remembering that, hey, this is actually normal. It's normal for me to feel this way because this is a mm-hmm. new experience not because mm-hmm. it's bad or not meant for me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I shouldn't go do this thing, that this is the wrong mm-hmm. path for me. It's kind of that feeling after the fact. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like saying, damn, I just delivered that awesome talk and I was really nervous, but I did it. And that is confidence. Yeah. I mean, I think so much of that is found in, you know, I know that we both have a mutual love for climbing. And I think so much of that can be found in climbing and and a certain aspect of climbing for me that I found that in is trad climbing. So, you know, I'll be really intimidated by a climb and then I will push myself to get on it and do it. And regardless of if I fall or if I, you know, send, I'm always just so proud of myself for being able to do it. And I know it's so silly. It's not even anything that's similar to, you know, giving a speech in front of 200 people, but it is similar in some respects. And um, yeah, there's just something to be said about fearing something, but doing it anyways. And then you feel so much, you feel so proud and so confident. And then you take that confidence into the next thing you do in life, whether that's a job or relationship or, you know, just a daily activity. This is the best. I mean, you're, you're pretty much coaching yourself. This is great. So (laughs) I want to ask you, um, when in your life have you done something that you were really afraid of? And then afterwards you were really proud of yourself. Oh, (laughs) well, I've done a lot of things that I've been nervous about doing. Um, but the most, one of the most recent things I did was I, so I'm from Colombia and, I was adopted from there when I was about six and I hadn't been back since then. And I knew that, you know, I was going to be jumping into a lifestyle sooner rather than later where I was going to be a full-time student. And then after that, having a career and not being able to travel as much as I, you know, had previously been traveling. And so I decided to take six months and go back to Colombia. And I did that all by myself. I didn't know anybody in Colombia. I I had a friend who had told me about a climbing gym in Colombia that he had, you know, he used to visit. And so Um, I just, you know, found a family on Airbnb that looked nice and I stayed with them for the first couple months that I was there, but it was just such a, and, and just going back to my roots and going back to this culture that I had no idea about, you know, I didn't grow up with this. Um, and that was, it was really scary in the time. Um, and also I wasn't fluent in Spanish, not that I'm currently fluent in Spanish, but I'm a lot more conversationally fluent in Spanish now. And that was really, yeah, it was a really hard experience initially, but then, you know, I 
I acquired another family in Colombia and now I consider, and specifically I was in Bogota and I consider Bogota and Colombia another home with another, you know, a bunch of people that I love and adore and that, you know, I could, I could visit any day and vice versa. That's literally incredible that you were, you were able, you were called, you felt called to do that. And yep. I mean, to anybody, I think that that would be pretty scary and invokes some fear and anxiety. And what you were able to do is really just say, you know what, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the future is going to hold, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I think the more that we start to remember situations like this, the more that we give ourselves time to whether, I mean, honestly, I would recommend journaling just because it's it's pretty hard to argue with things once you have them written down in front of you, but taking some time to just really make a list of what have I done that I was afraid of that I'm really proud of? That is your literal mm-hmm. list of confidence builders right there. And you probably have so many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I I love that you say that that's, you know, the, the experiences that you've had, if you actually wrote them down, like that would be such a good confidence booster because I think when we don't write things down and we don't, we, you know, as we age, we forget some of our experiences and some of our accomplishments. And yeah, I love that. Yep. Or we compare them to other people. Oh, for me, that was kind of scary. But, you know, for somebody else, that wouldn't really be, you know, we minimize the discomfort that we went through and we don't give ourselves any credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So kind of switching gears a little bit. So in your career, in your line of work right now, so you're you're working a pretty intense job. You are, you're quite busy, but I will say one thing that you are really good at. I just want to give you some props for this. You are really good at self-care. You're really good at building out time for yourself, setting boundaries, and making sure that you are prioritizing yourself. So just want to want to give you a, a call out for that in a, in a good Thank way. Thank you very and much. Of course. <laughs> you inspire me. I'm like, okay, if she Aww. can do it, I can do it. Like there's, I have no excuse. You know, Vic is going on her walks. She's listening to the meditations. Like, okay, I got to I got to do it too. Yeah. I love it. So, okay, with with what you're doing right now, where are the areas that you feel confident in? Oh, well, I feel really confident in the I mean, daily care. That's a huge one. I feel really confident. That's something that I a lot of not a lot of people, but a few people in my life have told me and I think, you know, I went to school with a lot of younger kids. So, I'm older. I'm 35 and you know, um, a lot of the kids in my program. And when I say kids, I'm not saying kids, kids, but I call all of us kids. I call myself a kid all the time because I love this idea that we're never too old to play. And so anyways, as, as I'm referring to kids, I'm just referring to, you know, people in their mid twenties. And I don't think that they really prioritize self-care or, and it took me a while to get to that place for sure. Um, there were a lot of times where I just was go, 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 never rest. And I think self-care for me looks a lot like resting now, a lot like, you know, doing some yoga, doing, playing my guitar, knitting, like taking these practices that are all at a, are at a much slower pace because I do have I do tend to have that, you know, go, go, go mentality and that lifestyle. Um, So I feel really confident in self-care and trying to prioritize it. Um, And then other things I feel really confident in is just knowing that, and this this is silly. I know it sounds silly to a lot of people, but to me, it's, you know, 100% my truth, but knowing that my life is just going, going to unfold how it unfolds and that I really 
other than, you know, having my intentions and having my mindset and trying to show up every single day as the best version of myself, I have no regulation as to what is going to happen, what job I'm going to get in the future, the people I'm going to meet, that's just all going to come. And I feel really, really excited about all that. And really, I think I used to live in this life of feeling really nervous about all of those things, all about the future and what I did in the past to set up the future. But now it's just, yeah, I'm living moment to moment and I'm trying to embrace it all because I know, and again, another really kind of corny thing to say, life is fleeting, time is fleeting, but it's, it's just the truth. It is. It, it absolutely is. Um, was there a moment that shifted that, that thought for you instead of like, okay, I'm, I'm like really trying to micromanage my future. I think a lot of people really struggle with this that you kind of realized, okay, I do need to lean into this trust and surrender. You know, I think it was an accumulation of moments over the last, especially few years, um, just with a couple, a few of the people that I've met who have inspired me in that more in that direction and more in that mindset. Um, you being one of them, other podcast hosts, a couple of really close people to me. Um, but I also think that it's a practice and that's not to say that I don't feel that every single day of every moment, I still totally feel doubts and feel fears and feel insecurities about both the past and the future, but I, I don't necessarily like live in them anymore. Like I used to, I, you know, I let them come in, I let them, you know, take their moments and then I let them pass. Cause I know there's no, I don't know. There's no, um, I, I don't know what the right word is to say. Yeah, I mean, you can't sweep it under the rug or like the more that we try to avoid it, the more persistent those feelings will be. Yeah, or also, you know, there's no reason to walk around with those feelings and let those kind of dictate your daily actions because not a lot of good comes from that, right? right. Or those, not even the actions, but the, that mindset. Yep, and that that doubt and that fear and that anxiety, like, you know, in a, in a maybe perfect world, I don't know, maybe it would be nice not to have those, but those are literally what make us human. And mm -hmm. those are the things that, you know, make us second guess, Ooh, is this, am I stepping into my power? Can I really do that? Is that for me? Those are mm -hmm. the expansive moments for us. And, you know, I just want to, you know, validate your feelings in experiencing those emotions because literally every, every single person does. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying like, oh, hey, I've done a lot of great things here, but like I experience those every single day. But just like you, I'm like, all right, come on in, take a seat. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever you feel like you're you're ready to move out, like, okay, great, let's let's move on from this. And mm -hmm. you know, there's a couple of different directions that we could go with this, but I think with you, the direction that I want to go is asking you, how confident do you feel in your ability to figure things out? Um in, I guess, in what sense? Like, that's a broad question. It is. It is. Okay. So let's say, for example, a client comes to you and they're like, I really want to know about X, Y, and Z. And you're like, Ooh, I haven't studied that. I've actually never heard of it. What do you do next? Oh, well, I mean, first of all, first and foremost, I would let them know that I need to, you know, look at the literature and, and, figure it out because I wouldn't want to just, you know, tell them something that I don't know or that I don't, I'm not hundred percent confident in, but I will say that I am going to be the first to go and find all of the literature about that and get all perspectives of that and do everything I can to learn more about it. And not only just for my patient, but because I am myself, I'm, I'm such 
such a, I would consider myself a lifelong learner. I'm really passionate about continuing to learn new things and experience new things through, you know, books or podcasts or whatever it may be. But yeah, I would say that I love to, when I, when I set my mind to something, I do it and I do it 110%. Mm-hmm. I feel that, you know, talking to you and, and working with you, I've, I've, I definitely feel that. And that is part of why I wanted to ask you that question is because I know you are super resourceful. I know that you will go above and beyond for your clients. And in my mind, when somebody is that committed to being a student, that committed to saying, hey, I don't know the answer, but I will figure it out for you. How can you ever go wrong with that mindset? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You- Yeah. How can you ever not feel confident going into any certain situation? Because you know, at the end of the day, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I love that. I, you know, again, I I kind of come back to this idea that I'm of an older age and I feel as though I'm just starting my career, but, you know, I have this voice in the back of my head thinking, you know, my dad, so I grew up with two sisters and a brother and my two older sisters, they were pretty girly girls, you know, they, they didn't play much sports. They were the typical kids who would sit around and tan when we went on vacations where I'd be like, okay, can I go run like five miles? Can I go find a basketball court? I, we're going to go on this wine tour and I'm 21, but I'm not going to drink wine because I want to go for a run after, you know, I was just a go-getter. And my dad would always say like, I'm his hardest working child and not necessarily. And so I, I guess I'm getting back to this idea that even though I kind of, you know, played and lived my life in my 20s and I'm now just jumping into what I want to do for the foreseeable future, I was never really scared about, you know, the idea of, okay, I have to find a career now, I have to settle down, I have to have a relationship, I have to have kids, all of these things, because I've always known that, you know, I don't know, I've always taken... I guess not maybe not the easy path or, or the the standard path knowing that um I'll always figure it out you know Absolutely yep and everything happens when it's supposed to happen I mean you can apply essentially the same mindset that you have about you know anxiety and doubt and fear coming in and oh my god the future uncertainty to you know what I'm starting this and I'm 35 now because I needed to be 35 in order to start this. It literally could not have happened earlier, not in this way. Yeah, definitely. I am so excited to tell you all about one of my new favorite products. And as an added bonus, you use it on your face. I have been looking for a face wash. I feel like, swear to God, it's been since I was a teenager. I remember when I was younger, I used to really love the body shop and all of the face products that I was using for there, they really dried my skin out. I couldn't quite find one that was a good match for my skin. And then I just gave up altogether. I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm just not gonna use it then because I just didn't, it wasn't working. It was actually making my skin worse. Okay, now I'm 30 and I I feel like I should have a face routine. This is something that not only is going to bring me joy, be part of my bedtime routine, 
but I really wanted to start taking better care of my skin. So I started on the search for a new face wash. Seems rather simple, right? But it actually took me down a rabbit hole. I tried a ton of different products, different clean, I'll put that in quotes because we know sometimes clean doesn't always mean clean ingredients. That's a pretty broad word that the uh, skincare industry is able to use. And I still, I still didn't find one that I loved. It took me months before I stumbled across Clear Stem. Their mission is to create clear skin from the inside out. If you have acne prone skin, if you have dry skin, they make products for you. I am so excited that I found their gentle, clean, calming wash. This sincerely has changed my life. This smells so good. It leaves my face feeling clean, but not too clean to where it has dramatically over dried my skin. Did you know that if you have overly dry skin that can actually lead to breakouts? I had no idea. So when I started using the Gentle Clean Face Wash, I read the instructions on the back and I realized, oh my God, I've been washing my face wrong my entire life. I've been using way too hot of water and this has just been such a game changer. The Gentle Clean Face Wash can also remove makeup, which is a massive plus in my book because let's face it, I don't need a 45 minute nighttime routine where I am taking off my makeup, doing all of these things. I really just need something that does it all in one. I cannot recommend this face wash enough. I absolutely love it and the ingredients are non-pore clogging. You would be surprised how many anti-acne and anti-aging products out there actually use pore clogging ingredients. What I really love about ClearStem is you can actually go to their website and you can search ingredients and see if they are pore clogging or not. I did that with a ton of my makeup that I've been using and let's just say I'm definitely gonna be switching in the near future. Now I just need ClearStem to come out with a makeup line and I am good to go. I am such a fan of everything that they do. The founders are women, so it's a women-owned business and I adore spending my money with women-owned businesses. If you are curious and want to try out ClearStem products for yourself, I have tried every one of their products. I own them all and this is the only, the only skincare company that I use and trust. I know that they're not going to make me break out. My skin looks amazing. This is the best skin that I've ever had and I'm 30. If you are curious and want to try out their products, you can use my code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 10% off at checkout. All you have to do is go to clearstemskincare.com, search any of their products. Again, I am really, really loving the Gentle Clean Cleanser. I am seriously in love with this stuff. You can also use it as a body wash and use that code CHELSEA for 10% off your order. Yeah, I feel like I bring I bring so much life experience to <laughs> to my clients, to the way that I show up um, on a daily basis with, with my relationships, whether that's work or other things, but yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, you've, you've lived life, you've gone and you've traveled, you've learned what's really important and exciting to you. I mean, think of, I think back to when I was 20 and I was like, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I didn't figure it out until I was 28, you know? It, mm -hmm. it really took a long time of experimentation for me to figure it out. And, you know, I'm thankful it happened when it did because I got to the point where I was like, 
there's just no way that I could that I could know without having these experiences. So for you, how can we start to shift and, you know, show a lot of gratitude? Maybe that is journaling, maybe it's, you know, in a meditation to your life experiences and for the universe putting you on this path at this point in time. Yeah, I think well, I just I loved your idea of just writing things down more and journaling more because you know, when you write it down, it can't not not be real, I guess. And it's not, you know, and it's just then it's there and you can refer back to it when you have times that are, you know, you feel doubts or um, kind of these fears around where you're going and forgetting. And then you forget, you know, clouds your vision of like what you've already done and accomplished and how confident you actually already are as a person. Yep, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's really hard to argue with it when you're like, oh, I literally just wrote that down. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, when we leave it up in our brain, things get jumbled, things get twisted. We convince ourselves that we we don't know better, that that person's, you know, done it better than us or faster than us, or we should be at a certain point. But in reality, that's not true. So kind of coming back to this idea of, you know, areas that you do feel confident in, if you want to share and, you know, feel free to go as deep as you want, where in your life right now do you not feel confident? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't always feel confident in, in relationships, in, in aspects of relationships, whether it's not even necessarily romantic relationships, but friendship relationships, I at times will question my ability to show up. Um, And I think a lot of that kind of stems from my past and my childhood. And, you know, I, I lived the first six years of my life in an orphanage. Um, And so I didn't necessarily have um, just kind of that love and attention that you need as a child in those, you know, first formative years of your life. And so something that I've been working on since I can even kind of pinpoint it and, recall the way that I show up in relationships is just um, having, forming more meaningful relationships and feeling really more secure in my relationships. And so I think at times it's hard for me to feel really confident in my relationships. And I would love to just be able to be like, okay, I love that person or that person loves me, you know, to that capacity and that you know, just, I think I, I'll, I'll look into things, I'll look into actions or words or scenarios that were done and I'll overanalyze them. And, and that's why that walking meditation has been so helpful for me because I, I continue to come back to this idea of I'll sit through the scenario or I'll sit to, through what's been said and I'll, I'll ask myself whether it's true or not. And that's been really helping me to really figure out that no, a lot of this stuff is just my own writings and my own writings, either from the past or how I'm feeling in the moment. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I think somewhere that I would love to build some more confidence around. I'm just feeling it. really secure in those relationships, you know? Yes. And I mean, relationships, they're so important. And the reason that I ask about this too, and just, you know, for everybody listening, it it really is that, that, you know, you can call it a mantra, maybe it's a saying, whatever it is, but it's how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if you have these areas of your life where you're like, I don't feel confident in this, it is going to be and feel really hard to step into your full confidence and power in the other areas and aspects of your life, like your job or, you know, whatever other in, in your climbing. So 
inside relationships, you know, and this, <laughs> now we're just on the journaling track, but I'm, I'm a fan of it. All my clients know that I absolutely love lists at this point, you know, the more bullet points, the better, but have you ever taken any time to sit down and ask yourself and really reflect on, you know, what does a maybe successful relationship look like? What does a fulfilling relationship look like to me? What are those qualities that that relationship would possess? Yeah, you know, I actually have. And again, just in the last kind of, I would say the last year, I've done a lot more journaling. I've done a lot more self-reflection work. Um, I've jumped back into a more meaningful meditation practice. But yeah, I, I have written down that. And it's actually been really helpful because I think um, I've I've written down like, first I started with myself and I wrote, okay, what would be the best version of Victoria? Like, how would I be the best version of myself if I showed up on a day that was the perfect and ideal me? And then I wrote down like my most ideal friendship that I would have. And then I wrote down like my most ideal, you know, romantic relationship that I would have and the, the home that I would love to share that person with, you know, and, and, so many details within those writings and I've only done it once and I don't think there's anything to be said about not continuing to repeat it and to continuing it to be solidified because I think just like when you only do something once it's not as solidified as if you do it you know two or three or four times and so I think coming back to that idea of like rewriting that and also within a year some of those things could have changed, you know, based off of the experiences or the people that I've met within that time frame. Yes, I'm such a big fan that you've already done this. And, you know, for me, it's it's my job as a coach to really mirror and reflect back what people are saying, and then potentially introduce new ideas as well. So, you know, really from listening to you talk, you know, I'm so glad that you've done this exercise, because I really do think that this is the first step, like don't pass go unless you've done this but also introducing this idea that we deserve to be held and seen even when we're not showing up as that perfect version of ourselves, even, if, even mm. when we're not showing up as that future version of ourselves. Like, what about right now? What about how I am right now deserves to be loved and seen, even if it isn't that evolved to where I want it to be? Yeah. Um, are you specifically asking, like, how I'm feeling in that right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think something specifically like in this moment that I'm feeling a lot of is just this idea, like even today at work, I am currently doing a rotation with a food service um, with, a, with a high school in Seattle. And so it's a lot of food service. It's a lot of food prep. It's a lot of um, carrying heavy foods around. And I currently had, or I, re I recently had a surgery that limits the amount of weight that I can carry right now. So I feel, I don't, I feel so insecure in that right now. It's, it's so funny because I, I've always been somebody who's been at the front of the line to carry the heaviest weight, to take on all the work, you know, to just, you know, be very proud of like the strengths that I carry in my physical body. And I can't do that right now. And I find myself apologizing a lot and just feeling like people probably, especially these people who just met me the last couple of days and don't really know who I am, you know, I feel really incompetent and lazy. And that's carried a little bit too into just my relationships with some people, you know, when you, when you're friends with people who you exercise with and you play with, um, you know, I will say that my friends have done a, the utmost 
job of just showing up for me and going out to eat with me and having a drink with me here and there, you know, on a weekly basis, even though I would say that a lot of our friendship is through, um, is through, uh, sorry, somebody was calling me. Can you edit that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. I even silenced it. Shoot. Okay. Um, okay. So anyways, I, what I was saying is that, yeah, my, my friends have really shown up for me and that's awesome. But there's just this, there's just this part of me that feels kind of insecure in the place that I am physically at the moment. Um, and I'm working through that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've definitely been there too with, you know, injuries and it's almost this energy of wanting to prove yourself like, no, 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 I'm not normally like this. Like normally I'm like really competent. (laughs) I can like do things for myself. But what a beautiful opportunity that you have right now to lean into other people doing things for you for literally leaning into receiving mode for leaning into your Mm -hmm. feminine energy. Because (laughs) I mean, I, I think from talking to you, I can tell like, you do like being active. You do like doing things. Maybe you are really independent and that can be great. But if we never slow down and allow other people to support us, and then all of a sudden, you know, we have an injury or a surgery that happens and it, it shakes our world. And we're like, who am I anymore? But remembering mm-hmm. at your core who you are and what you value, nothing is going to change that. And you do not need to prove anything to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that you say that. And I think with every, with every kind of injury or setback that I've had in my athletic career, it's shown me that more and more, it's shown me that more so, so that every experience is a little bit less hard and a little bit less, you know, all I see myself as a climber, all I see myself as such and such a person, but I, with all of the injuries and with all of those setbacks, I've now identified myself as so much more than that. And that's really, I mean, this has been the the largest and the the hardest health issue that I've ever had. Um, but I've also would say that I've been the most calm in it, the most, you know, I don't know, just okay with what's going to happen. I mean, I remember my mom came and visited me while I was in, in the process of like going into surgery and staying after for a bit. And my mom came to the hospital with me before, you know, I had the surgery and pre-op she was just she was all neurotic and just like doing all these things and I'm just like just chilling I'm like well you know what's gonna happen is gonna happen and then later on after the surgery she told me she's like I can't believe how calm you were before you went into such a big surgery like that and I don't know I just I know that, and another thing that I did that I like that you pointed out too, is that I've never been somebody who's been able to easily ask for help. And I just embrace that so much within this, this process of what I just recently experienced. I, I asked friends for help ahead of time. I set up a meal plan. I am constantly asking friends to, Hey, let's do dinner. Let's do this. And And I think now they're just showing up and they're doing those things, which has been, which feels so nice. And it feels like I really have this, I don't know, this support that I've not necessarily always experienced in the past. And not because I haven't had that support, but because I haven't allowed myself to have that support. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I mean, one, one more thing to point out here too is, you know, when we're spending a lot of energy trying to 
micromanage other people's perceptions of us. Oh, no, no, that's not how I normally am. Normally, I'm very capable, I promise you. That mm-hmm. is an attention and an energy leak. I mean, I found myself trying to do that the other day. I was in a completely new room full of people and I was like, oh my God, they don't even know that I'm like a multiple six-figure business owner. I was like, I got to like sneak this into the conversation somehow. And I was like, <laughs> no, I don't actually. No wonder I'm not feeling confident because I'm not owning who I am. Nobody else needs to know when I'm secure mm-hmm. in myself, that just exudes naturally. Nobody else needs mm-hmm. to know. And isn't that interesting that now you you are way more self-aware that you, whenever those situations happen, you're so aware of them and you're so acutely aware of them and you can pinpoint them and you're like, oh, like I just said something and I didn't even need to say that because like, what's the point? <laughs> cringe. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You cringe. Yep. And, you know, I, I really want to let you know, too, that you are, I think you are actually a lot more confident than you are willing and letting yourself believe. And I think doing some of these journaling exercises, specifically the ones where you, I mean, it's essentially like, what's my list of accomplishments? What have I done that scared the shit out of me? Because really all confidence is, is getting outside of your comfort zone, being on the other side and being like, holy shit, I'm still alive. And I'm actually probably better for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to, you'll have to keep me updated after, after doing some of these exercises. So how are you feeling right now? Um, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling excited that I was able to get on this podcast and speak and talk about some things that are pretty personal and vulnerable to me, but knowing that you know, something I think you said earlier in this podcast is just that we are all in this, we all have the same doubts, we all have the same fears, we all experience very similar things and or feelings. And I just, I really want to bring light to that more so because I feel in this culture of social media and you know, that we follow each other on these screens and we present our lives as these perfect lives or these, you know, we're never sad or we're never experiencing things. It's just, that's not the reality. And so um, I was really excited to come on here and just talk a little bit about some of my places of like fear and vulnerability and being able to share that so that, you know, other people can be okay with where they're at, whether, you know, they're more confidence, right? They have more confidence right now, or they have, you know, they're experiencing more doubt and vulnerability right now. And not to say that because we have confidence, we can't have vulnerability. I think that vulnerability is really, really important. I think, yeah, I think they actually like, they have to coexist at the same time. I mean, that was a really confident and bold move that you made to, uh, to message me and say like, Hey, I'm interested in a live coaching session. I've never done a podcast before, but pick me. I'm excited. (laughs) There's probably some people listening that are like, I saw that Instagram story and I didn't reach out, Uh, which is okay. You know, we're all at different points in this, but I think to your, to your point, just giving yourself a little bit more credit for the things that you've done. And I will, I will leave everybody to with one last, you know, you can call it an exercise doing this via journaling or meditation is what I call the future self exercise. So from the moment that you put your feet on the ground in the morning, to the moment that your head hits the pillow at night, 
what is that future version of yourself doing throughout the day? How are they living their life? What decisions are they making? What decisions are they not making? What does their life look like in that period of time? And, you know, this is why I really love journaling because we can start to notice the gaps between our future self and where we're at right now. And we can start making different decisions in our daily life to get to where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so any final thoughts, anything else coming up for you before we hop off? Is your 21-day challenge still up for people to enjoy and do? Yes. Or 22-day challenge? Yep. So just as a as a plug for um, Chelsea's 22-day challenge, uh, uh, meditation challenge, I would say that she had a really beautiful... Um, visualization practice within one of these days of visualizing our ideal self and how we could actually do something like that. And I just remember sitting in that, in that meditation and thinking, wow, like it's so detailed. It's so beautiful. And I was able to find such a place of visualizing that for myself. So I would say that if anybody's really interested in that and wanting to do more so of that, to definitely jump on her 22-day free challenge, uh, meditation challenge. So. I love that. Thank you. I feel so honored. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Victoria, for having the confidence to come on the podcast and be vulnerable with us and share. And I hope that this was helpful for you. Yes, it was really helpful. And thank you so much for having me on. A huge thank you to my guest, Victoria, for coming on the show and being willing and open to be coached. I think that that is really such a bold, courageous move, and it's telling the universe, like, no more. Like, I'm ready to shift out of these patterns that I've had. I'm ready for more. I'm ready for the expansion. So you can tag me and tag Victoria on Instagram. I'm expand with Chelsea, and Victoria is innate wellness nutrition. I will link everything in the show notes, so be sure to tag us if you enjoyed this episode. I'm so excited to do more live coaching episodes. If you have a topic recommendation for the podcast, you can go to expandwithchelsea.com slash podcast and you can leave your suggestion there. I am always, always excited to take on suggestions for the podcast and to record episodes that are really, truly going to help you. If you haven't yet left a rating and a review for the show, I would really appreciate if you would go ahead and do so. It only takes a couple of minutes and it really helps other people find the show as well. If you've got a friend that you think would benefit from this episode, go ahead and send it over to them. And I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. I so appreciate you being here and I will talk to you next episode.